We are in search of tracks podcast, and we talk about music. I'm Pete. I'm Bob. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Pete? I'm pretty good. Had a so nice we, weekend. Yeah, went you to were Foxwoods mass- Casino. Right. <laughs> we're 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 full on New England podcast apparently this weekend uh, because yeah. I am in Connecticut. Um, <clears throat> Pete, as I was telling you right before we got on, I. Uh, cut short um, my second of two days at a mountain where I get literally zero cell phone service, like nothing, dead as a doorknob. Um, so, so we could record and, and have a nice talk today about about Motorhead. But, but, uh, but, yo, what? When is the last time you were no cell phone service for more than like six hours? Oh geez, that's a tough uh, question to answer. I really can't even recall. Yo, it's a wild feeling. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's cool. I feel like it. Yeah, I feel like it must have been like a flight or something because I never, I never buy the Wi-Fi, so I just go without. Yeah, but. same, same, same. I gotta say this. I've done it a few times. Um, long story short, my significant other's family has a cabin up on a mountain on a lake in the woods it's really pretty it's really cool you get no cell phone service to be honest pretty nice like pete i'm sure that's pretty nice right like people can't reach you you can just chill you can read a book whatever and i'm with all of that but i do want to say i did a day trip up yesterday and came back to like 12 emails and that's real emails, not like the bullshit spam emails I get. And somewhere in the range of 45 text messages. <laughs> yeah. Of all different things, varying levels of need response, no response, etc. And that, therein lies the issue. It's not that I'm not relaxing while I'm up there or enjoying my time kind of being unplugged. It's the res- return to the mayhem. And like, what am I supposed to do, Pete? Am I supposed to put an out of office on my my cell phone? Like, like, oh, an auto response? Like, I ain't doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the uh, it's the biggest issue of the twenty first century. You know how yeah. to how to really unplug properly. Right, 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 right. And like, uh, yo, I'm not trying to be Joe Joe Luddite out here. You know, I'm I'm down with the. Uh, I'm down with technology and all that kind of stuff, but boy, not um, <clears throat> just just having to come back to a pile of stuff reminded me of some of the most anxiety-ridden things because I've done this where it was like <laughs> the quick story because this is certainly fascinating for everyone listening is that <laughs> one time I had applied for a job. <clears throat> And went and did a long interview and all this on like a Thursday. And then the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we were planning to be at this cabin. No, no anything. As we're driving up the mountain to get to the cabin, my phone pings and got reception for all of 30 seconds or something. And it's a job offer from the place. And they said, you know, give us a call back. Bah, bah, bah. We've discussed things. So I'm like, okay, cool. How do I do this? So then I drive back down the mountain, which it's like a 15-minute drive back down <laughs> to civilization. Call, have the conversation sitting in a parking lot. 
<clears throat> okay, cool. Yeah, let me give you a call back. I'll give you a call back in a while. Wait, wait, wait. It's been an hour. I'm like, all right, you know what? <clears throat> it's a Friday. I'll probably get an answer Monday. I'll, I'll find out. Go back up. Pete, literally five minutes after I get up the mountain, I get a ping again, like, and I've got a voicemail. And for some reason, I was able to get my cell service. Like, just, just, it just got to the voicemail. I couldn't make an outbound call. I couldn't get anything. But apparently, I got this voicemail. And it's a voicemail from the job. So stressful. Why? It didn't need to be. It really wasn't that big a deal. Everything was fine. I could have waited till Monday to have to deal with all that. But boy, just the, just that when you get used to the ability of being able to be in contact and you want to show that you're responsive, hey, new job. I want to show that I'm right on top of things. It it, it was a no win. It, it was the uh, yeah, that's tough. Yeah. So um, so that's shout out tough. to people did- who are having trouble unplugging. Well, did you, you take say? the job or what? I did. I did. I took the job. I worked there for man three and a half years. It was great. It was all a right, nice so job. Good. Happy. Well, ending. All worked out. Yeah. And the HR woman was my buddy. Everybody. Yeah. We 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 laughed about it over tea at some point in the future. So uh, so that's go. the moral of the story. Um, Pete, how was your New England adventures and escapades? Uh, it was wonderful. We went to Massachusetts first. Visited my father-in-law. Hung out at the nice. pool for a day or two nice and then uh made a trip down to foxwoods to see uh comedian tim Dillon. nice and it was great we had a great time first time at foxwoods comedy show was great um i really like the darkness and humanity of casinos in general um i did not love foxwoods as much as i like visiting atlantic city Mm mm-hmm but uh, I, I am it was all cool, in, you know, I am all in as a Vegas dude, like straight up would move there, would live in Vegas. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. I'm all in. Um, love the weirdness. Love. Would the you darkness. live on the strip or Sorry. Yo, if I'm living would there you live yeah, on the not? strip? Yeah. Not? Yeah. I mean, you have yeah, to because I'm, if yeah, you're not I'm living on the strip, cards, like it's. Yeah, yo, yo, off the strip is darker. Off the strip, you're in meth desert town. So um, dark. It's it is the bizarro apocalypse, post apocalypse version of Southern California. You go and it's like, oh, these neighborhoods look the same as some of the neighborhoods you see in like halfway decent parts of Orange County or LA, and then you're like, oh no, though this is if like if a bomb <laughs> hit, and then these places were there. Um, I'm all in on Vegas. Get me a job at the casino. I'm in. You know, I, I will. Uh, I promise. No Ocean's Eleven on my clock. We're we're good. <laughs> um, yo. So speaking speaking of Las Vegas and casinos, I think the band we're about to talk about is like casino appropriate. Totally at least, relevant. At least Vegas appropriate, right? For sure. For sure. I have to imagine that. Let me stopped by vegas a few times yo do you think a motorhead show in vegas one it's probably too rough for the strip but maybe maybe back in the late 70s early 80s it was just right um though the disco crowd wasn't vibing uh (laughs) but like motorhead in vegas feels like so dirty like there's so many bad drugs happening oh yeah right this is like it feels like feels like a party yeah, yeah. That is one of those 
everyone's everyone is doing the uh, what it looks like after ten beers kind of game, um, <laughs> including the band. So uh, so today, Pete, we are talking about Motorhead, um, preeminent metal band, rock band, hard rock. You know, like we we probably don't need to do too much of an introduction to them, but. There might be someone here in this who has never really given Motorhead a shot. So um, we should kind of you you should flesh out what we're talking about today, and we can get into the band a little bit as well as our experience with them. Yeah. So we had someone hit us up that um, that we mentioned on our last mailbag episode um, from two weeks ago that they wanted us to talk about motorhead. Um, and we thought that that was actually a really good idea because we are both, I think very familiar with motorhead, but maybe hadn't revisited certain albums in a long time. So we decided to kind of discuss motorhead, not just a single album, but we listened to three albums, um, overkill bomber and ACE of spades. And we are just going to kind of talk through, you know, where we landed on all that stuff. But I think, you know, Motorhead are one of those bands, again, like you said, doesn't need all that much of an intro. A hundred percent, you've seen their logo. A hundred percent, you've seen a picture of Lemmy and and or know who he is. Yes. Um, you've, You've heard the song Ace of Spades at the very least. Hopefully, if you've seen a movie, um, yes. If you've seen a movie or even, I don't know, they'd have to play that in a Walmart somewhere at some point, right? Or in every dive bar <laughs> of all time. Yo, you know, I actually, um, uh, at a Walmart recently, they were playing the Smiths over the uh, in-store system. So so I think Motorhead can sneak in. Why not? They could sneak Why wouldn't in. It? They can yeah. sneak into rock channels like that. That's why I say that. You know, I think it's possible. Yeah. But, so, uh, so yeah, but yeah, Motorhead. Motorhead uh, started in 75. Um, they broke up, what, 2017? So four years ago um, when Lemmy unfortunately passed away. Yeah. So, uh, so that's that. That's that about that. Um, Motorhead, check them out. Thanks, everybody. No. Um, <laughs> check them out. <laughs> No, I I think it's like this interesting thing that while listening to those three albums this past week, week and a half, I, uh, boy, I thought a lot about Motorhead and I don't know other than enjoying them that I've really thought about them a ton. You know, this is, this is a band who just on on surface one, um, there are a lot, what you see is what you get. If you see the Motorhead logo uh, and the Motorhead, you know, the Motorhead font and the logo and it's this tusked beast, it's a very what you see is what you get banned. They're brusque. They're in your face. They're direct. um, They're pretty gritty. And I felt that greatly. But at the same time, they were never a band who I was like, oh, let me really sit and think about this band. Um, and I did that this past week and had some some interesting revelations, um, which I want to get to. But but I have two quick questions for you first before we get in. Sure. 
So real quick, yes. I just fact checked myself. Lemmy died in 2015. My mistake. Oh, Lemmy. So six years now. We were trying. Yo, we were in denial for two years. So true. It happened. True. You, you I was I mean? grieving. That, yeah. That was that was the yeah. We were trying to the grief period ended in 2017. Um, yeah. Two questions for you. One is Motorhead a headphones listen band? Um, no, I think yeah. they are. Do you want me to answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're they're not a headphones band. I think uh, it could certainly work that way, but I think that have you have them on like like loud speakers. It has to be loud, is the thing. Um, yeah. So I guess it doesn't even matter if it's if it's headphones. But I think ideally, it's uh, loud speaker system. Them being played over loud speakers at a loud bar, um, or just seeing them live where they were usually pretty loud. loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. The important thing here is uh, the volume. Yes, the play it loud aspect. I'm going to make an argument as we go through that, yes, they are a full-on play-it-loud band. However, if you give them headphones listen, you will not be disappointed. I think for the first time in, oh, sure. in an actual, I really gave them headphones listen for these three albums. and was surprised because I picked up a lot more than I had previously. Um, this, What I will recommend, though, is this is not a bad, blown-out car speaker band now by definition they definitely are because there's a ton of shitty toyota tercels being driven around blasting ace (laughs) of spades as loud as they can that said if your bass is jacked up these records just don't sound good if you have the bass jacked all the way up i was actually listening to it in a borrowed car today and was like man this just sounds like shit right now what's what's going on and i realized oh the bass it didn't it was one of these newer uh, not super new, but within the last decade, Subarus that had something called virtual bass on because the bass wasn't was the level bass levels were neutral. They had a th- setting called virtual bass that was throwing the entire thing off, and I was so mad listening to it. And wow. look, let me let me also say I'm not some weirdo audiophile. Like uh, like I, I think everybody gets it. Um, I think both of us think the listening experience is very important. But that doesn't mean you need to be set up with like uh, triangulated in front of two speakers at perfect distance apart while while meditating and and you know gazing upon the album art. Um, Brian Eno style. <laughs> that's correct. Yeah, immerse yourself fully. Um, <laughs> but but I so so I I agree. I'm like I don't think Motorhead is a headphones band. But if you want to dive and you haven't listened to these records in a while and want a different experience, headphones listen because there's some weird stuff going on deeper in the mixes than you would imagine. Uh, two, as as is our want to do here, we rank and, and order things and say this is a good track in search of tracks, all that fun stuff. Let's spoil away. Give me your ranking of these three albums. Top Overkill. To okay. Ace of Spades, Bomber. And you, I believe, came into this as a bomber guy. Is that right? Uh not not really. Not I was always okay. so 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 this is like my I, I guess my conceit at the beginning. Okay. Motorhead are a live band, dude. Wow. Like, like 
I'll I'll take live Motorhead records over studio records any day. I don't think you're wrong. I think uh, is it li- live at Hammerstein? Uh, yeah, live at Hammersmith was Hammersmith. Was, Sorry, was 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 my intro to Motorhead. Um, so maybe I'm biased in that way, but. I go back to that. I go back to everything louder than everyone else. I go back yeah. to all, all basically any live album. They have a ton of them, but um, I think those, the versions of those songs are better live than on record, like ninety five percent of the time. I don't <laughs> disagree with you at all, and I think we'll we'll pull that apart as we go through some of these records a little bit. Uh, my yeah. order is Ace of Spades, Overkill, Bomber. Um, which I wasn't sure how where it was going to fall, and when I first was going deep on Overkill, I was like, "Oh man, you know." Uh, to kind of to again, I'm we're spoiling a little bit here. I put on Overkill in the song. Uh, what was the first song on Overkill? Is it? It's it is Overkill. Overkill. It? Yes. Yeah. Overkill. The song is gone, and I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, that's right. I love the song." And then I was like, "Oh man, this song's two minutes too long." <laughs> <laughs> um, and and just it, it lacked some of the energy that some of the live versions do because when you're playing live, you're playing an almost what like four and a half minute, five minute song. You have to keep that shit energetic. Um, so that is no surprise to me. I think Bomber is not the best of these three, but it's still got some charm and personality, and I like it. Though I like live versions of those songs a lot better. Yeah, for sure. Do you want to, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go through just like, not, not necessarily a track by track, but just kind of general feelings about each album? Let's do it because yeah, let's do it. And let's kind of start the preface. We picked these three records, not arbitrarily, I don't think, but how, how would you say we picked these three records? I mean, I think that, so we mentioned in the mailbag episode, I think we were just talking through these three and the first Motorhead album the self-titled record, and then even on parole, which I think they released right after Bomber, maybe. Um, yes, which it was, was released maybe, between. I think Bomber. it was supposed to be the first record, right? And that's the weird thing is um, that, uh, but, that as you listen to these records, the the records we discuss, Overkill, Bomber, and Ace of Spades are the second, third, and fourth studio albums, but in in sequence, there's self-titled, the first record. Overkill's the second record. Bomber's the third record. On Parole comes out next, but yeah. it's not released as an album because it was initially supposed to be the first record, but they never released it. But then the success of Overkill and Bomber, they're like, oh, hey, we've got this. Let's put it out there. Um, and then, right. <laughs> then comes Ace of Spades. So a little bit of, you know... Uh, <laughs> record label trickery going on there, but you know, uh, all things said, yes, these are the three records we we discussed in the mailbag and said, hey, how would we how would we parse these? Right, because the first record is definitively nobody's favorite Motorhead record. I don't think um, I don't they think really. So if you listen to Overkill, <clears throat> I th- I feel like the I feel and the general consensus seems to be that they kind of found their sound at overkill and went from there. So, um, so yeah. And then I think did the lineup switch after ACE of spades. I mean, that's when things, they always sounded like motorhead, but, but I feel like the lineup started to shift. Things started to kind of move around, um, musically a little bit. So, so yeah, we thought that these, this was like kind of the classic trio of motorhead albums to cover. 
Yeah, and so I was really happy that it was these three. Um, had a really fun time revisiting them because uh, I think, Pete, you said it well. There was a long time where if I was going to a Motorhead record, it would be one of the live records. Uh, I would also throw an Ace of Spades, and it was a long time since I, I sat with any of them. And about a year ago, I, I threw on Ace of Spades on a road trip. It was like, whoa, you know, this is... This is hitting, as the kids say, yeah, and uh, yeah. <laughs> and I've I've kind of cycled, kept it in rotation for a little while. That said, I hadn't gone back to Overkill in a long time, and Bomber maybe even longer than that. Because to be really honest, Bomber never sank its claws into me the way that some of the other Motorhead records did. Revisiting sure. here, you know, I have some different thoughts. So, <clears throat> where do we start? Let's go. Uh, let's go chronological. So we already talked about Overkill a little bit, um, but I will say, Bob, I like the saw the uh, the album lengths that Motorhead tend towards. Agree strongly, because where are we? At? I'm a fan. We're in the thirty minute range typically. We you know, are like ranging between thirty five to thirty seven minutes, which is which is wild. So Overkill is thirty five fifteen. Yep. Just to kind of keep it on track, Bombers thirty six forty six, thirty six forty eight, and then um, uh, Ace, Ace of Spades Spade just about thirty seven too. Right, right. So seventy nine, seventy nine, eighty, or yeah, seventy nine, seventy nine, eighty. We're talking about three records that were released over the course of like two years. Yeah, crazy. What a wild. Wild, Overkill wild. and Bomber in the same year, yeah. In the same year. So so let's dive on Overkill a little bit. Um, so the song Overkill kicks off the album. Sets the tone, and I was all in. Now, you were just saying about the album lengths that we were good, and I totally agree. I think they all came perfect time length, basically. But if I was n- picking nits, which which is something something we do here, Pete, I think you know that, um, <laughs> I would cut this track a little bit. I think it loses a lot of energy where um, where the live versions do not. And yeah. uh, on the studio album, it's just um, it loses. It doesn't have the punch that it does when you hear it on any of the live records. So um, still a classic song. So I can't like I'm not going to dismiss it. But I wonder about production and, and how the recording would have been had it been done even even on Ace of Spades, which I think is production wise a much superior record. Yeah, I mean, so I agree with you in a way. I mean, so I definitely think this song is better live as i think most motorhead songs are um i know that with this record in particular they they basically 
they basically road tested all of these songs. So they'd been playing them live for a while and like really mm. kind of honed them that way and then went into the studio. Interesting. So okay. when when you listen to Overkill live, the way the over Overkill the song, I mean. Yes, yes. Um when you listen to this song live, the the part at the end that you're talking about that you would cut <clears throat> where you know, it feels like it ends, but then the double kick comes back in and they just yep. do the whole thing again. Yes. I think they, they do that twice. Um, that, like you said, kicks ass live. Mm-hmm. So I have to imagine that their logic was like, this kills live, so let's just do it the way that we do it live in the studio. And I agree with you too in that like it, it really works live. It does not so much work on the album. I feel like they could have kept that kind of like double ending thing as like a live only kind of thing. And it would have worked just fine. Um, 100%. I think you nailed exactly what I was looking at on that song. Yeah. I think. Yeah. But that being said, the song kicks ass, kicks ass. I'm, I'm all in on the song. Stay clean. Uh, the song, no class, obviously classic. And like tracks, Tracks. There's other tracks, tracks on this record on this too. Record. Pay your price. Yeah. Capricorn. Like, yes, yes, yes. So this record is really good, <clears throat> and I really like it. There's just a few moments that pull it back. Headphones listening. Insight number one. This record and Motorhead as a whole should be seen as a gateway drug to '70s rock, and even before that, like this is. This is the Motorhead record I give to someone, maybe even a little bomber, but you know I want to get. I'll hook them with Ace of Spades. This <laughs> record has has echoes of the Hawkwind. You you might not hear the blue cheer a lot, but there's some lead riffs that I'm like, yo, there's there's some stuff going on here that would bring you into more of the rock part of the '70s before they started speed up the tempo. Um. Whereas when I think even when you get to Bomber and certainly Ace of Spades, the guitar leads are so much more metal in the sense that we talk about them with regards to like 80s metal or new wave of British heavy metal metal. Like there's very sharp leads. This record has less of that overall. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think you're right in that it's a gateway to 70s rock, but it could also, you know, I feel like you could listen to motorhead and go any number of directions from there. I mean, like you said, you get into metal, you get into punk. Yep. Um, there's, I mean, well, I, I guess that's they were the most technically common. like a proto metal band, but yeah, I think that's yeah. the, that's the common ones, right? <laughs> it's like with that speed and tempo they have, and obviously the guitar sound and the grittiness of Lemmy's vocals, they're a natural fit for someone to go, you know, to go punk metal, etc. Yeah. Um, but I, I think about it and I go, you know what? There's a lot of people in our age and younger now who, you know, Pete, I discovered motor. I knew who motorhead was, but I never listened to them until I was already into punk. Yeah. You know? And I went back, I b- asked backwards into motorhead. And I think for a lot of people, anybody who finds themselves on that particular intro, this might back you into, 70s rock you know like if you're nervous about going full on in on a sir lord baltimore record um you can start here you know what i mean (laughs) and kind of uh put your feet in the pool before you jump in so um sure 
and this is the record I would say is the way to start leaning in there. And I think I think a song like Capricorn shows that. I think Damage Case shows that a lot. I think Damage Case is probably the one I think of the most when I think of that sound. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel the psychedelia that you were talking about too with like Blue Cheer, maybe like, yes. like Capricorn and Metropolis. You can listen to those songs and be like, oh yeah, like the dude from Hawkwind is in this band, you know? Exactly, so, exactly. So like, I think it's neat. And I also just, headphones listen insight number two is that it's cool that motorhead services as this bridge band and i never really thought about them like that obviously you know oh yeah lemmy was in hawkwind you know you get that but sonically i don't think i always made that connection and and like i think they serve as a bridge band yes between the things we talk about punk metal a lot of things that came influence from them but they were also synthesizing some of the stuff from before that you know like if you said hey uh how do you make motorhead you say well you take a little bit of ramones and throw in hawkwind and and something else and you've got motorhead i'd be like huh it's missing something but yeah you know like you're not a million miles off like that faster tempo really is what defines motorhead to me that that beat is just so undeniable and um you know overkill just hits you in the face with it right out of the gate yeah yeah and definitely the rawest of the three records that we're talking about. Yes. Which I yes. think is which I think is why I like it the most. I just I, I think the production on this record, the other two are a little cleaner. And I think that like the the really blown out kind of fuzzy sound of this record works better for them. Yeah, I I I tend to agree. I think <sighs> Well, we're going to get to Ace of Spades, and I'll give the reasons I choose that over it. But but yes, I, I like the production. I like just some of the choices they made on this record sonically more than what I think they go to on the next record, which is Bomber, which I don't want to skip ahead. Anything else you want to touch on with Overkill here that you think is... No, we're, we're good. Let's move in. Discussed. Okay. Let's move in. Bomber. This is the record of somebody that I was least familiar with, so I, I did the hardest listen to. Please start us off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it was the same for me. It's funny how I actually love the artwork. I love their faces in the little spaceship thing. But um, yes, so I, I, I've <laughs> like I've always I've always known it as like being like this iconic cover that I'm really into. But yeah, like listening to it, I I realized like this. I've I've I really never go to this record when it comes to Motorhead records. So it was a cool listen. But. Um, so this was recorded six months after Overkill. So came out the same year. They were just kind of knocking out albums at this t- at the time. Clearly, yes, recorded um, at the same studio as well. Same studio. Uh, the producer Jimmy Miller apparently had a really bad heroin habit at the time. 
um, which it seems <laughs> no like they, surprises they, here. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know to me, like, so there are definitely tracks on this record. Yes. Um, Stone dead forever. Um, Bomber, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Those yes. are like undeniable tracks. Um, uh, those are those are my three here too as well. Stone Dead Forever and Dead Men Tell No Tales are big ones for me. Yeah, the Bomber's a great I mean, they're, song. They're, yeah, great songs. Um, I think overall, to me, the thing is like it 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 mostly sounds like it could be like overkill B sides, um, in the way that it just. I don't know. It the songs just don't feel as strong. And actually, when I read about it, um, apparently they didn't get to road test these songs the way that they did for the Overkill songs. Um, yeah. So they 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 basically just wrote them and went right into the studio, which to me sounds right because I feel like had they had more time to like really kind of workshop these tunes, they they may have it may have been a stronger record. Um, I mean, that being said, like most people hold this in super, super high regard and like as one of the best motorhead records, which I think it is. And when I'm criticizing it, I I'm criticizing it only in relation to the other motorhead records that we're talking about, which are like kind of as good as motorhead ever got, you know? So it's, it's, uh, it's not exactly a fair comparison, but, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's 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 just, it's definitely a, still a strong record. It's just it's between these two. It 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 doesn't. It clearly kind of lacks between those two. Yeah, like let's call it a spade a spade. Just doesn't have the tracks that Overkill does, and I don't think it has yeah. the tracks that Ace of Spades does either. Like very clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. You get a little bit. I, I think the song "Talking Head." You get a little bit of. Um, little bit of bluesiness in it that you you don't get so much on overkill or or ace of spades either true um it was it's a very good record actually um and it's it all right here's my question on bomber yeah isolating this record by itself If Overkill doesn't exist, Ace of Spades doesn't exist, no other Motorhead records exist, just Bomber, this would be a notable record, a record that some people like but isn't isn't anyone's favorite record, a record that generally is completely overlooked, but people who know it think it's good. What do you think? It would be you mentioned Sir Lord Baltimore before. It would yep. be that. It would be yes. it would be like a it would be like a super niche record that if you go deep into that era and that genre, you would be like, dude, you have to you have to hear Bomber. But there wouldn't be a billion people across the world with a war pig tattoo. No, you're you're totally right. You're totally right. I think this is a a really good record. It might be even better as a catalog record um, because you're seeing what they could do. Um, I think you're probably right. There's no like, like this is this is kind of like we've talked about response records, right? This isn't a response to Overkill as much as it is. Um, well, it's not a response in the counter way. It is a response in the how do we continue like a sequel, but 
throw in some new spice and we don't want to we don't want to redo it whereas you know in a trilogy format i actually think this follows like very standard trilogy formatting um yeah so so you think about it first movie if we'll talk movies first movie huge <laughs> does well oh my god this is incredible all these notes all these beats are so good and they hit and it's perfect and the cast everything's great second movie well we can't just rewrite the first movie so maybe we're going to throw in a big <laughs> curveball things are going to be really different we're still going to have the same cast because we knew we nailed that and we need that but here we're going to throw one more person in and we're going to just change right. this and that and sometimes it hits and sometimes it doesn't um one that and that, what I think what I think there too is like it's more plot driven, right? Like they're like they're they're honing their skills so that they can really knock you out in the third third uh, third movie. Yes, well, and and some see like oh we see the pathway forward, um, right? You know, good 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 version of this is Star Wars. Star Wars, uh, the first movie. If it just existed on its own, it could exist all by itself, and there's not really a need. You could, if you watch Star Wars, next time someone watches A New Hope, watch it and pretend it only exists by itself, not as part of a, you know, uh, 11 film, 400 hours of additional content series. You can watch that and it's a complete story. That's it. And you could self-contained, you know, and that's typically first movies. The movie Back to the Future. The first movie can be completely self-contained, but they did set up for a sequel pretty well. Sequel follows a lot of the same beats of the first movie, obviously, but then with the third movie, they change it up, do a different location. But when you think about it, they really revisit a lot of the beats from the first film, um, just with cowboy hats on. Uh, (laughs) A really good example of this is Karate Kid trilogy, the original Karate Kid trilogy. First movie, huge gangbusters. Second movie, they go to Okinawa, Japan. Um, Not nearly as commercially successful, but did well enough that it called for a third movie. And the third movie, they're just like, all right, all right. Back to Encino, back to the valley. Let's get, (laughs) this is what we need. We need Cobra Kai. We need, here we go. Um, And I think... Motorhead kind of follows that. Not that not that Ace of Spades is a redux of Overkill, but I think they took all the best, most commercial viable parts of Overkill and just souped them up on steroids to put out what I think is their best record. Um, and Bomber is the sequel that was very good, has some things. I would be very curious to talk to someone who says that Bomber is their favorite Motorhead album. I mean, I think it has to be someone who, for whatever reason, this was their first Motorhead record. Right, right. <laughs> because otherwise it's just not true. Well, isolation theory. So <laughs> so this is for people who in the pre-streaming era, you get a record and you play it to death. So now not only do you have this nostalgia for it, but you also sat with it for however many hours because that's the only record you had of them. So to yep. you, that is the classic canon. That is Oh my God! How can how come people overlook this record? You know, it's like, well, because you were stuck in Sheboygan, and this was the only one you had. <laughs> you didn't get to get Maze of Spades first, so um, yeah. It yeah, happens. I don't know. I don't know what else I would say about Bomber. I think it's. I think it's a good listen. Yeah. 
Pete, I got to ask you. Yeah. With bands catalogs, um, a lot of times a band puts out a great record. And I'm like, oh my God, that was incredible. I want more. Put out another really, really good record. Like, oh, this is awesome. Then they put out a record that's just like, it's pretty good. It's like serviceable. I yeah. almost feel like that serviceable record, I, I sort of use the reference, it's a catalog record. It serves as finishing the meal. It's the extra slice of cornbread that you didn't totally need, but you finished your steak and you were like, that was awesome. And you finished your mashed potatoes and you're like, those were perfect mashed potatoes. <laughs> you're like, I'm still hungry. That cornbread looks pretty good. Let me have a piece of the cornbread. You're like, yeah, it's pretty good cornbread. Could could be a little richer. Could be a little sweeter. Mm, a little bit, not dry, but you know, I've had better. But if you didn't eat that piece of cornbread, you would have been, you, you weren't full. But you ate the cornbread, the cornbread was good, and now you're full. That's how I feel about catalog records sometimes. And that's what Bomber is, catalog record. A really good catalog right. record, you know? Um, Fair. Let's talk about the start I mean, of the show. I, I, I think if, if we went deeper, I feel like you could say that about most Motorhead records, but we won't go there. <sighs> I agree. Um, and I think that's, we, we are going to come back to, uh, we're going to come back to Motorhead at some point, I think. I think because um, I want to do Orgasmatron. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, 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 do, I really want to do that one too. I want to do some random later records because I've been told by some that like, yo, there's, there's not really any bad Motorhead records. And one, I want to figure out if there is. And two... Um, nah, that's a fact. You know, I want to see if there's just like, if they're just all pretty good. And like, what if we only start at 1990? What are the best Motorhead songs? You know? Like, yeah. if we start I at mean, March or Die or whatever, <laughs> like, what are going to be the best Motorhead songs? It's a rabbit hole, dude. I've I've gone down it. So, yeah. I'm, so, uh, are you in the camp? Are you in the camp that there's no bad Motorhead records? No bad records. Oh, wow. Okay. See, and I respect your opinion. So, I am now fascinated and want to trust you. So, we'll have there to visit. Are, there are songs that are kind of cringe and not good. <laughs> I mean... See like Snakebite Love for an example of that, but uh overall, well, they just like they, they, they were like love me like a reptile. That is the that is the original, and now we need a sequel. Or maybe it's the fourth version, <laughs> right. you know, to be honest. Yeah, true. Um, true. Let's dive into what I think is the star of the show. Ace of Space. Real quick, oh. only thing that of over of uh, bomber. Um notable thing here is that uh Step Down, the song Step Down, Eddie Clark sings. Which, which to me is really interesting because it's like the only song in these three that someone else is singing. And apparently, Lemmy let him sing that song because uh, he was tired of the bass player getting all the cred for singing. Oh, so, my. Uh, pretty funny. But, oh, Eddie. Um, Ace of Space, let's go.
Alright, I just want to get you on this. Ace of Spades, Stone Cold Classic. Love you like a reptile, Stone Cold Classic. Shoot you in the back, Stone Cold Classic. Live to Win, pretty good. Fast and Loose, Stone Cold Classic. We Are the Road Crew, Stone Cold Classic. True. Uh, fire, Fire, okay. Jailbait. Yeah, it's uh, jailbait's pretty good actually. Dance, I whatever. like jailbait a lot. Yeah, jailbait's pretty good. Dance, uh, bite the bullet, really good. Chase is better than the catch, pretty good. The hammer, fine. Yo, that A side is just it's like, stacked. Yeah, it's like unreal. Like just you know, hit you in the face. Like oh my god. Um, is this their most popular record? It is their I most mean, commercially it, I, successful album. So I think it has to be just by virtue of the fact that Ace of Spades is on it. Yeah. So so Ace of Spades is the hit of their all their hits. Um I want to know about the song. Like like this is their most commercial song. It's in all sorts of movies and like I'm sure there's like five Grand Theft Auto records uh video games where you can like blow things up with it on. Um which actually sounds so <laughs> so fun right now. Sounds so fun to do that. Um, what do you think of the album art? Is this the worst of the album art of the three that we're talking about? I mean, provably yes, but I I love it. <laughs> I mean, so, like it's terrible, but it, it's but I it's but I think it's, it's it's it's, re- it's really fun. I mean, yes. Apparently, it was actually a really cloudy day when they took that picture too. So the 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 sky is like really obviously airbrushed. Yes. Um, the whole thing is just it's it's hilarious. I mean, like. I don't know when I when I was young and I first got the the Hammersmith CD I I was so into them and then I saw I remember seeing the cover of this album and being like oh like that's them <laughs> like and it like it was kind of off putting for me at the time honestly yeah um, because so many of their records so many of their record covers just look so 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 cool yeah this one's cool. It's not even cool. Come yeah, on. Yeah, you're right. No, it's not. It's not cool. It's <laughs> it's like, all right, so how do we... All right. Pete, I'm blind. Describe this record cover to me. <laughs> I'm blind. I can't see things. I've never seen anything. Uh, it's, it's three cowboys dressed all in black cowboy attire um, hanging out on a mountain in the desert. Okay. Yeah, I think that's about right. Which of the three would you most want to have Thanksgiving dinner with? <laughs> um, sorry, I'm pulling it up. Let me say. Oh, yeah. you go. Please pull it up. Um, the guy on the left, he just, he looks more rugged. It looks like he'd have better stories. Yo, I'm going all the way to the right because he's got kind of the shawl. He's yep. popping out. He comes in scowling, right? Mom's scared. Your aunt Denise is like, oh my goodness. Pearl clutching. He pulls out from underneath the shawl the most immaculate looking sweet potatoes. Total <laughs> sweetheart. Entertains the room. Kid friendly. He's my Thanksgiving pick. I think he's the lamest of the three in the photo. But uh, yeah. And what about the low low key, the hand done Ace of Spades with the handwritten Ace of Spades uh, banner across it? Like yeah. that is low level local tattoo shop quality. Absolutely. Even the Motorhead Absolutely. logo, when you look at it, like 
look, this is one of those things people you will unsee. So if you're one of these people who doesn't want to see things that you can't get out of your head, the Motorhead logo on this, just the word, is awful. And you've probably never noticed before. It's look really it terrible. Closely. It's hand-done. It looks like garbage. It's slanted, crooked. This is <laughs> clearly in the pre-like, you know, but <laughs> this is when things were having to be done, hand-done, paced up. But they just got real lazy and sloppy with it. And when you compare this to Bomber or... Or, or Overkill for sure, and you compared. The- Dude, Overkill is like one of the sickest album covers. Yes, it looks it looks amazing. And then you see this, you're like, wait, what the hell did they do? So, anyways, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's- literally, I'm just <laughs> I'm surfing through Motorhead album covers right now. Yes, Ace of Spades might be the worst album cover they ever did. Uh, which is to me, uh, I think you're right. It's a rare example of worst album cover, best album. Worst album cover and inarguably most commercially successful. Yeah. Um, so so how do you like them apples? <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. So let's talk about this record. Is this the most accessible, easiest record to get into from Motorhead? I think it's easier I to get so. into than Overkill even. Yeah, I mean, well, to, to what you said, I mean, the, the production is a little cleaner. Um, it has the hit that you've most likely heard. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this is this is the intro record if if there is one. Yes, I, um, I also I think the flow for the first side of the record locks you in. And even with that, as we said, you know, the second half of the record, not quite as strong, in my opinion. But I think also the US versions a little bit different well and they've they've rearranged this record 18 different times regardless there's enough tracks that you're just you're locked in the entire 30 something minutes and it goes by very quickly and very easily for sure just a quick note on the track listing actually so um as you know i collect records um so i had two copies of this i have an older press and then i have a newer press um I never really listened to the newer press. I worked at a record kind of like distributor at one point and just got to pick out a bunch of shit for free. And that was one of them. Um, I listened to the newer version because I had, I don't even remember ever playing it just to like, you know, for this exercise and the track listing was all fucked up. Um, it opened with the chase is better than the catch. And I was like, yeah. this record doesn't open with the chase is better than the catch. Like, no. This isn't right. No. Um, so I, I had to go back and do it all over again, but it was just so wild to me. Like, where did that track listing come from and who thought it was a good idea? I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, so let me give you the current, uh, the current Spotify track listing is uh, for streaming is Ace of Spades. Love me like a reptile. Shoot you in the back. Live to Win, yep. Fast and Loose, yep. We Are the Road Crew, Fire, Fire, Jailbait, Dance, Bite the Bullet, The Chase is Better Than the Catch, The Hammer, which is pretty straightforward. Like That's pretty much the way I think this is the original international track listing. But, yeah. uh, but yo, like, and by the way, there's many extended versions. Feel free to dive into those as much as you can. With a band like Motorhead, I just... If you want to listen to weird, just go to the live records. If you're going to listen to the album, just listen to the album as is. You don't need any of this silly shit they do at the end. Um, 
I've never been pulled in on any of their alternate takes or, or demo stuff, to be really honest. Yeah, on parole is cool. But, you know, other than that, I'm not in. Yeah, that new, like, 40th anniversary box of Ace of Spades they released recently, like, I'm sure it's all good, but, like, I'm I'm good with the record, man. You know, I don't know. If, I don't know if I need all the demos. I think. I mean, it, that has some additional live stuff. I'm sure it's sick, but at the same time, I could just listen to Hammersmith again. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, so uh, give me. Is there any demerits you want to throw at Ace of Spades? Because you're taking Overkill over it. I think primarily because if I was speaking for you, you like how raw it is compared to this, and um, and Ace of Spades doesn't grab you in the same way. Yeah, I mean, so I'll say this, like, I think you're right in that the tracks, there are more tracks on Ace of Spades than Overkill. Um, Like Stone Cold hits that like, yeah, like some of the best songs they ever wrote. And I think if you take Ace of Spades off the record, still the same answer. Love Me Like a Reptile, Shoot You in the Back, Live to Win, uh, Fast and Loose, We Are the Road Crew, Jailbait, like... I mean, Road Crew like might be my favorite Motorhead song. Even I love that song. Yo, uh, shooting in the back, fast and loose is probably my favorite yeah. overall. But like, those all rotate. Like Ace of Spades is a fantastic song, but it's not my favorite because like I've it's been punished into my brain. You know, yeah, what I you've mean? heard it too many times. I love the song, but like you know, it's but like catch me on the right day and it's love me like reptile we are the road crew is easily like i think it's the catchiest of the their entire catalog yeah could be yeah um but but i mean that being said like i like how again i like how blown out overkill is i like that it sounds just a little more rough like like even just the band, it it feels like they're not playing as tight. Like it almost feels like a live set. Yes. Um, I like that about Overkill and Ace of Spades doesn't have that as much. Um, and aside from that, like, and this isn't, this is, I don't know. It doesn't really take away from the album overall for me, but like, yeah, Ace of Spades, great song, but like I could never hear it again and it's fine. Uh, yeah, right. It's a, it's a good answer. Um, I think there's so much personality on this record too. I think, man, that, that's the hard part is like the song Ace of Spades. Like, um, to me, it's a, I've heard the song a million times, all that stuff, but there is so much personality. There's a reason that song is a hit. You know, there's a reason yeah. people like chocolate cake. Ace of Spades is chocolate cake, and it's a great <laughs> song. It's got, but this, the whole record, I think this album, especially um, some of the other songs, Love Me Like a Reptile, Fast and Loose, are two really good examples where there's a real depth in the song. Um, uh, just uh, headphones listen, insight number three. The production on Ace of Spades is bigger but I actually think it helps the overall tone of the record and they are doing a lot of stuff. There's a lot of different inflection in Lemmy's voice that I think helps. There's a lot of, like I said, I think you catch Lemmy's personality within the first 
50 seconds of overkill. <laughs> you get you get a lot of like, whoa, this dude's something. This dude's big in the room. But I think on right. Ace of Spades, you're catching some different aspects of it. And it's like, there's elements where they're playful with it. It's not just gritty and grimy. Uh, and, and that's where I think it really allows the band to shine. Like, even the record cover. Like, yo, it's awful. It's hideous. It's wacky. At the same time, there's an element where it's like, okay, are these three dudes from England standing in all black leather with cowboy hats on in the desert in front of a clearly airwashed sky? Are they being serious? <laughs> or is there a, like a little note of, hey, mate, we get it, but we're, we're, we are this too. <laughs> like, I'm in. Uh, you know, like, I, I appreciate, I think there's a bit of that bite in this that they are who they appear to be. It's right there in front of you. There's no... There's no mystery to that, and at the same time, they're they're willing to have fun with themselves. So, a hundred percent. I mean, that's 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 one of the reasons that I think that Motorhead in general and like Lemmy in general, like, are there any haters? Like, I don't think I've ever met like a Motorhead hater. You don't even have the kind of people that are like, you know, when you mention the Beatles, they're like, oh, the Beatles aren't good. Like, you don't even right. have those people for Motorhead. No, you know what? There's that's just kind of like this this universal respect for them. That's why they've endured. Is that I think that I don't. I think it's hard because there's a self seriousness in some of the elements of the band that that wouldn't play. Um, but then there's elements where you're like, okay, these guys are are you? You can't go full serious when you're wearing all leather pants that are strapped up with a string on the side, you know? So, right. yeah. So yes, I think that's why they endure and you're totally right. People are either apathetic towards them, unfamiliar or at the very least can nod and go, yeah, you know what? It's pretty good. You know? So, um, yeah. I mean, it's your point too. They're not trying to fool anybody, right? Like even the tagline, like we are motorhead, we play rock and roll. It's like, Hey man, it's all out on front street. Yo, this, is, this is what we do. This is all we do. Yeah. Just rock. That's it's a good life motto. <laughs> Shout out to my buddy Jay. Um, so, so we, we spoiled this by saying our orders. I'm ACE of spades overkill bomber. You are overkill ACE of spades bomber. But yeah. as a whole, we're both saying, enjoy the meal, right? Do all three of these. Um, you will not regret it. Some of the records we've done, so all three of these records put together, tune in at about an hour and 45 minutes. So under two hours to listen to three albums that came out over yep. the course of two years. We've done some records that are as long as two of these records put together. That's crazy. <laughs> that's true. On these three records, question for you, are there any tracks that you're like, mm, that's a clear cut? Um... I mean, that's the thing about Motorhead, I think, is that there are so rarely like bad songs. Like on Overkill, even, I would cut I'll Be Your Sister. I could cut Tear You Down. Yes. On Ace of Spades, I could cut Fire Fire. I could maybe cut Dance. Yes. Um, so like Bomber, there might be one there too later half of the yeah, record. Yeah, there, there's, there's, def there's definitely some on Bomber. Like, like most of my notes on the songs are like, this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. But at the same time, it's like, it's like, it's like they're still better than most rock and roll songs. 
Yeah. Right. So like, that's, I feel like that's what makes motorhead motorhead is like, even the forgettable songs are like still really good rock songs. Yeah. So, I think that's really true. I think that's really, really true. I think, um, yeah, that's a really good point. I think, and I think that's what puts something like Ace of Spades over the top for me is that that flow of the first half of that record where it's just track after track after track. We're just like, Oh my God, this is just pummeling with yeah. good songs. And like, there's few records that I put in that perfect album category and even a perfect album, you know, like there's very few that are 100 out of 100. I think Ace of Spades yeah. hits in the nineties, but bomber is probably, in the 75th to 80 percentile of good songs where I'm, I'm keeping 75% of the record and overkill. I'm keeping probably 90% of the record, you know? So that says a lot. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's our motorhead motorhead deep dive for the time being. Um, if I can make a recommendation, listen to live at Hammersmith. Yes. Anybody, everybody. Yeah, I think that that's uh, that's the move. That's the move. And uh, shout out I mean, to all the Motorhead a, fans out there. Big fan. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is like, so real quick before we end, how deep have you gone? Okay, let's see. I have listened to Orgasmatron within the last year. Okay. I have um, for morbid curiosity based on mid-80s metal and hardcore bands and to see where they were where they were at in comparison to other what some of the more popular metal bands were doing to say where is this falling who is doing this you know um yeah i have heard iron fist i have heard so i've heard everything up to iron fist i don't know that i've heard another perfect day actually though the album art is fantastic it's um, great orgasmatron i've heard rock and roll other than I believe I've heard We Are Motorhead from 2000. And I think weirdly I've heard the song, the, the record, The World Is Yours, basically just because it was like, oh, this is a new Motorhead record. All right, I'll listen to this kind of thing. Um, and yeah. and as you mentioned, the, the two primary live records. And additionally, so um, longtime listeners would know I worked at a screen printing shop. So that means Motorhead is an easy one to throw on that everybody likes. Um, so I definitely have heard the live records a lot. Um, yeah. And that's kind of was, as you said, it's kind of like, that's the easy go-to. You get the hits, you get really cool versions of a lot of these songs. It's just, it's just awesome. We Are Motorhead is one of my favorite later era Motorhead records, by the way. It's like way better than it has any right to be. Um, Yo, but that, that being said, that's how I felt about it when I heard it. It was like, I don't want to say it's a toothless version of some of this stuff, but it was like, yo, if this was the first version of this band I ever heard, I, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, it's heavy. Yeah. Um, highly recommend for anyone uh, watch the Motorhead Hellraiser music video. That's lots of fun. All right. I think we leave it there. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>